Finding the right cleat can be transformative. Believe me, I've worn plenty during my career. So getting the right balance is crucial. The cleat needs to feel good on your foot, but also feel good connecting with the ball. The New Balance Furon 7 Plus is built with both of those points in mind, offering overall comfort and precise striking in the game's fastest moments. Because, as I learned the hard way, because I didn't possess much of it, speed matters in soccer. That's why the Furon 7 Plus is built for accuracy and precision at rapid pace and is engineered specifically for use on firm ground. Why is this the ideal cleat, I hear you ask? Well, not to get too scientific, but the Furon 7 Plus offers a lightweight yet supportive hypo-knit with mesh lining upper construction and is paired with offset lacing for a truer strike of the ball, which is a long way of me saying that your game will immediately get better when these are on your feet. Learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hey everyone, and welcome into Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Carlin. We're going to do an NWSL preview for everyone. And uh, just a quick reminder before we take a deep dive into everything, to go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube. We're also a podcast, so follow, like, and download so that you never miss out on a single episode. The World Cup is just about a month away, so make sure you are locked in, subscribed. Go ahead and follow and download Attacking Third for all of your 2023 World Cup content. Lisa, we're back at it. It's been a whirlwind. Uh, we had a U.S. women's national team roster drop. There's been all sorts of World Cup chatter on our ends. And now we get to preview NWSL. It's It's been busy. This was my first week back after taking a little bit of time off. And we hit them four, four episodes in four days. Uh, nothing like being back on track. And, of course, it's always good uh, to be chatting with you and, and looking at the week 13 NWSL preview that we have ahead of us because it should be some pretty good games this weekend. I'm excited about it to dive in to uh, get back to watching everything. Um, but before we get into everything, I just have to let everyone know and give a special shout out to you, Sandra <laughs> Herrera. It is your birthday today. Happy birthday, Sandra. We are so lucky to be with you on your special day. Everyone, drop Sandra a heart in the chat. Drop her a happy birthday. If you're listening to this as a podcast, tweet at her, get her notifications going crazy on her phone. Happy birthday, bud. Thanks, homie. I appreciate you so much. You can make me blush live on the chat. Uh, no, I appreciate it. Look, I have a little bit of a tradition to where I just like I work on my birthday. I don't know. There's something weird. I'm wired differently, I guess. Something in my brain. I'm like, you know what you should do on your birthday? Go and be productive. And uh, sleep, work, and soccer. Uh, you, you deserve a break. Hopefully you get some a chance to celebrate tonight, this weekend, um, with family and friends because you deserve all the cake, the celebrations, the 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 balloons. I, I got to ask, are you a cake person? Are you like chocolate vanilla? What's like your go-to birthday dessert? You know, I'm, I'm open to all sweets. I'm not even going to act like I'm not, but uh, I'm excited for some, some cake this year. I, hope, I, I like my mom's gelatina. Um, mm. so my mom makes jellos. <laughs> you know, if I, if I ask her, she will. So um, I'm, I'm open to, to, to all of it. So uh, just excited to, probably link up with some some family over the weekend but thank you i appreciate Yay! you I, I appreciate you giving me the shout on on the live uh, i'm i'm locked in and ready you know i'm like yeah let's talk about nwsl and then yeah 
hit me with the, I mean, the, the I, I echo SD Miller right here. Happiest birthdays. Glad you were born. We're so glad uh, you were born. Uh, and, and, and we get to hear your, your hot takes on NWSL as well. No better way to ring in a birthday, in my in my opinion. So let's get cracking then. Let's get right at it. Uh, you mentioned it already, Lisa. It's week 13. The second half of the season is, is officially in full swing. Uh, they reached the halfway point at week 11. And now something that we're going to keep an eye on, I think, in this particular weekend, we're going to probably take a look at some some individual performances. We want to see players break out because with in celebration with that roster drop, which we covered round the clock yesterday uh, for the U S women's national team, this is going to be the last weekend of games for players before they essentially can get called into extensive camps with their national teams. We know it's true of the United States, but there are a ton of players across the league who have been named to provisional rosters or other final rosters that will eventually have to check in with their national teams as well. Oh, Lucy, thank you for <laughs> I, I appreciate you. I don't think you would be sitting there doing nothing, but I appreciate that you're here with us. No, you'd probably all be working. <laughs> Everyone always joins our chat. They're like, oh, I have a meeting, but I'm just not there. Work are distractions. Isn't that like wonderful? I love that about us. Uh, you know, again, this is all this is all the benefits that you get when you join us live, when you subscribe, when you get the notifications and the alerts. You hop right in and you're like, who needs work? Let's just go get distracted by Lisa and Sandra. As they're, talk- yeah. as they're talking about all things. NWSL, but um, I'm excited for us to maybe make some picks within these six matches, but I know we're also going to maybe highlight some specific players with Mm -hmm. them um, because of the eventual camps that they will depart to for for national teams. So let's start with the top of the table. There's we were going to get a real treat here with a couple teams going head to head this weekend who have mostly been at the upper half of the table Mm -hmm. Since week one, let's start with Portland Thorns versus Washington Spirit. These two going head to head, kicking off the weekend, really. Friday, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you tune on in and watch this one. When we're looking at these two teams going head to head, we can't help but think, is this going to be a potential playoff preview between these two teams? We're still celebrating the roster drop between these two teams. There are multiple players headed to the World Cup. Sophia Smith, Crystal Dunn, just getting that announcement with the U.S. national team. Washington Spirit with a ton of players represented on the U.S. women's national team roster. Kingsbury, Sanchez, Rodman, Sullivan. You have to wonder, Lisa, is this the game where they want to make sure they depart? On a high note. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, uh, you mentioned it, this is a playoff preview game. Uh, this is what we're seeing because you look at Portland and Washington, as you talked about, they've been at the top of the table the entirety of the year. They've had really consistent runs throughout this regular season that they're playing on because they've got such top talent. You just rattled off all the names going to the World Cup. Uh, those are mostly just the Americans that were named yesterday, but there's so many more that are, are kind of thrown into this mix. Um you have to look at recent form too as well because there's a couple different factors for me that are going into this game. Yes, the players that are most recently called up, I'm looking specifically at Washington between Rodman, Sanchez, Sullivan, Kingsbury. They're going to want to shine right now. They are feeling confident. They just had celebrities um, announce them (laughs) yesterday on U.S. Women's National Team Instagram and Twitter. They are riding so high right now, and that's the confidence that they need to head into this top-of-the-table match because Washington's at the top right now. They're number one, and they want to stay there. That's something that they've got their eye on. Mark Parsons is is keen to that as well, especially because you have to look at the next couple games as well. This is the last game for these players before they head off to camp, and so they need to pick up three points. That way they can set their team on a good streak as they head into to a World Cup uh, a few weeks that they have. Um, looking a, a little bit specifically more at, at Washington, they're, they're coming into this one four games undefeated. They're coming off a really big 3-2 win over Kansas City Curran. After they go down 2-0, they fight back, and they end up uh, scoring three goals and, and getting the win, picking up all three points in that match. And the most important thing about that game, I know you and Lori recapped it on Monday, but 
that the goal scorers weren't the typical goal scorers for Washington. Yes, Ashley Sanchez found the back of the net, but we also had Paige Mater and Tara McKeown, a center back, getting up on a set piece and scoring goals. So the the atypical people are scoring goals and getting on the stats sheet for Washington. And now you have the typical people, Rodman, Sanchez, Sullivan, that are flying high on confidence right now. I think it's a perfect storm for Washington to go in and cause a little trouble to Portland. Now, the Thorns... They're coming off a win, 3-2 over Chicago, but the story was a little different for them. They went up 2-0, and then they end up conceding two goals before they squeak out a win. The stats for Portland are interesting in terms of balls in the back of the net because they've got the biggest goal differential in the league at 13, but they've conceded 16 goals this year. That's a lot of goals for a team that um, has a pretty solid defense and and really a consistent defense to one that they had last year when they won the championship. They also scored 29 goals. So they have that upper hand. Now, in terms of picks, I think Washington's going to put up a big fight, but ultimately I'm going with Portland Thorns in this one because Portland is undefeated at home this year. They're going to keep that up. They return to Providence Park to play this match on Friday in the evening, Friday night, it's the only game on Friday, and it's the first time Portland plays at home in four regular season games since May 21st. This is the first time they're at home. They're going to show out. They've got superstars as well that were just named to World Cup rosters that are going to come out and go big. So I'm going to give it to the Thorns. They're walking away with the three points. No, I, I listen, I respect it. I, I think you make a really good note there about uh, the home field and I know folks want to talk about advantages or, or disadvantages, mm-hmm. but I think it's some, there's something about a not just playing at home, but there's something about a return home. And I, that's something that I haven't, um, you know, stopped thinking about, I think, since we were looking ahead a little bit to, to these matches. I'm, I'm excited about this particular matchup, and I love that it's kicking off week 13 just because of all of those those things that we're going to be paying attention to that it probably will have a little bit of a feel of like a postseason match that there are going to be stars that are involved I'm also curious about that like you know are we going to see like a, a minutes watch or restriction on some of these players knowing that they've got flights to catch yeah. uh, what is what is that going to mean for for Sophia Smith what is you know what are the conversations with 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 coach Norris about that or, or Mark Parsons and, and, and losing four players to a national team, a U.S. national team roster, you know, and you're talking not just four players, but, you know, four starters essentially for this team. And, and I'm, I'm with you and, and everyone, uh, you know, looking at hatch who might be motivated yeah. in this game by other, other factors. She's a player who's not going to the world cup after spending significant amount of time, with the national team or is this the moment where we see hatch sort of pop off and take over in this second half? I'm not too sure. I don't, this might be the last game where we get to see Ashley hatch get fed. She thrives off of that. I know. Yes. Hey, we talk a lot about her position, how she's that typical center target forward, but have, you know, having Trinity Rodman, having Ashley Sanchez, having Andy Sullivan, and being sort of the vessel, right, for the receptacle for all just, just to be yeah. fed, that's going to go missing over the next several weeks. So, so I'm very curious Hatch, about how that looks. You think Hatch plays a little bit different in this game? I mean, right, like, okay, in terms of World Cup rosters, these players knew before yesterday when we all found yeah. out. So, like, it's p- possible that she played last week's game knowing that she wasn't going to the World Cup. But now that it's public, maybe that makes a little bit of a difference. Like, I, I don't know, but you're exactly right. It's it's the combination play between the three of them, Hatch, Sanchez, and Rodman, that is is helpful for Hatch. So, um, I'm going to keep, keep an eye on that. I'm, I'm hopeful that maybe we get to see uh, another really cool combination and leak up um, on, on the pitch between all of them. Um, but, I, you know, I still want to look at those players who I know are going to be here. I think that's the other thing I'm looking at. Is this the game where Mark Parson really starts to integrate some of these other, other players? I mean, we just coming out of that draft, you know, I remember when you and I covered it that night, you know, in Philly, just sort of how they navigated that draft and how important it was for yeah. them to ultimately start looking towards the future a little bit and have, players who will be able to participate and start to really kind of buy in early to what they're trying to build in DC. So I'm, I'm curious about it. I think for, for the thorns, look, Sophia Smith is going to want to head off to camps 
in a really good scoring form. I think she's going to be gunning for goal. I, I, I'm very, I, I think if there's a couple matches across this weekend, you should try to keep an eye on. This is one this of is them. This is it. For yes. me. Yeah. I really am. It's tough for me to make a, a pick in this one. I thought maybe it'll be my draw. It's our first game, bud. But it's, it's our, our first, first game. but it's our first game. And I was like, I don't want to do that. But I do think it might it has the possibilities in the makings of, of maybe a higher scoring affair. Like I wouldn't be surprised if this one ends in like a maybe like a two-two draw or something yeah. like that. But I am gonna give I, the advantage to Portland. I'm also going Thorns okay. as well in this one. Yeah, I mean, uh, I like it. We're both going Thorns. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's high scoring as well because both these teams are coming off of high scoring games. Um, the 3-2, right, for, for both of them. Uh, but sometimes that also is a factor in tightening up defenses. Mm-hmm. If you've just conceded two goals, you're you're going to be really stingy on that end. So that's where I'm coming at it. I, I could see a 3-2 scoreline um, still in favor of Portland. But if it's like a 1-0, like – I would that'll I be the shocker, that right? That'll be yeah. that shocker if it's low and narrow and just tense and yeah. combative. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if we're both correct. Starting off dangerously, so we're both going the same thing to kick off the episode. Let's make one more pick before we take a break. San Diego Wave versus OL Rain. Got a West Coast battle. This one kicking off on Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern. We're talking about lots of players have been called up. OL Rain has led the way with yeah. five players who will participate in the United States. World Cup appearance and San Diego Wave have got some pretty standout players of their own heading off to national team camps. When we're looking at these two teams, we've got San Diego coming off of a recent loss, tough one against rivals at home. And we've got Olrain, who are no strangers to picking up results on the road when and where it counts. They're coming off of a gritty, grueling, heat check kind of a match on the road in Houston. They're traveling in this one as well, but maybe some different conditions might come into play. When you're looking at these two teams, do you have a winner, a loser? Do you feel the makings of a draw in this one? Yeah, so this is a game that is also, to me, playoff potential uh, preview that we're seeing. The first one, Washington, Portland, and now San Diego versus OL Reign. These are teams that um, we've seen compete in the postseason and, and understand what it's like in that situation. In week 13, we're not in the postseason by any means, but San Diego is at home. When they play at home, it's just something a little different, right? It's just a little a little different for them at Snapdragon when they can sell it out. But uh that, if anything, motivates Laura Harvey and O.L. Reign and, and gives them a little bit of a fire. You're talking about the U.S. national team players. Rose Lavelle has been rumored to maybe get some minutes. Maybe get some minutes for O.L. Reign this weekend. I, I'm not so sure about it. I think at this point, she hasn't played since April. You you don't you just let her go to camp, national team. However, though, that means that her potentially first game back, if she doesn't play in the send-off game for the United States, could be a World Cup game. But I think she'll play in the send-off game. Maybe we'll get to see Rose Lavelle in a couple minutes here. But San Diego, winless in their last two games. They're coming off a, a big rivalry loss to Angel City. Um, that was a 2-1 game. Um, and before that, a, a 0-0 draw to Louisville. So they've conceded two goals in their last two games. And for San Diego, Kaylin Sheridan, Casey Stoney, the coach of, of the Wave, they like defense and they like to keep shutouts. And they haven't done that. So I think they're going to lock it down a bit defensively, which for O.L. Reign. Uh, they like a challenge. They do. The The rain are coming off a, a draw last week in Houston, as you mentioned. Tough, grueling, hot conditions, 0-0. Zero, zero. But over their last three games, OL rain is only 1-1-1. One, one, and one. So they've hit a bit of inconsistency at this point in the season. Um, but these teams are familiar with each other because we're, we're at that point where teams are replaying each other. They just played in a Challenge Cup game at the end of May. That was a 3-0 win to OL Reign. And the first time they played in the regular season was a 1-0 win to OL Reign. But that was a late end of the game stoppage time regular season goal from Olivia Vanderyat that they got. Um, so I, I don't know between these two sides. I think San Diego being at home um, – having a bit of inconsistency, wanting to lock down their defense, I think they're going to want to play a little bit better. I could see this one as a draw. Lisa, look, I I get nervous when we do this because I reserved my draw for this one. I said, if there's there's going to be a draw this weekend, it might come between top table teams who go head to head. It was tough, though, 
to sort of think about where I was going to lie in this one, because just like you mentioned, Laura Harvey has gotten the better at times of Casey Stoney's in these head to head. This is one of my favorite head coaching uh, matchups to, to, to take a look at in the league. And it's so funny to even say that because it's just two years old with the wave, uh, you know, in their second year of existence as a franchise, but it has rapidly become one of my favorite coaching head to heads. And I don't know if, um, you know, this idea or this concept of a home field advantage will actually come into play for the wave in this match. I'm also very curious, and I want to hear your thoughts on this as well. Do we finally see Roosevelt get some minutes? I know. Now I that she's been named to a national team roster and has a camp ahead of her. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think it's it's been rumored that we might see her get minutes. Um, I think there's two hands that you can play. Hey, get her get her some minutes in an NWSL game in a competitive game. That way she has at least game minutes under her belt before she goes to play with the national team in the send off series. But on the other hand, why risk it? Yeah. What is the point in giving her 45 minutes yeah. in this game and giving her 20 minutes at the end of the game? Um, because she'll go and play against Wales with the U S and, and she'll get minutes there. However, you got to make sure she's built up to, to game ready. And she's it's, it's been reported that Roosevelt has been training with all of rain. So she's got a little bit of, of fitness under her, but I don't know. I mean, I, I hope we see her. I hope for the fans sake, they get to see her before Australia. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm with you. I hear you on that. I, I, again, I'm, I'm curious of uh, if we're going to see maybe some of the depth come into play in, in, in this match again, looking for, for potential minutes restrictions for players who are on the horizon for, for a national team camp. And, um, you know, I wouldn't mind. I like seeing Elise Bennett start for this old rain side. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing the, the reintroduction of Amir Ali into starting 11s for for this San Diego wave side because it's not just Morgan that they're losing. They're also going to lose Sophia Jakobsen eventually along the way as she has been named to Sweden's national team roster as well. So there's going to be some, I think, very unique kind of individual battles to look at on this day is a, is Emily Van Eggman able to to give some minutes yeah. in the midfield for the wave as again another player who's been named to Australia's provisional roster this I have my my curiosities are, are peaked in this one but it's because of maybe some of those unknown variables and some of those question marks where I just was like I don't know if I can make a competent winner or loser type of pick in this one I think it'll be fun I think Unlike Portland and Spirit, I think this one has the potential to be the narrow match. And because of that, I think it might have the makings of a draw. So we're going two yeah. for two to start off this episode, Lisa. Oh we're living God. dangerously. We're living dangerously. But we've got more picks to make, everybody. So make sure you stick with us after a quick break. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, we're back and let's keep making some predictions. Welcome into the show. If you're just joining us after the break on our live, we're going to try to make a pick between Orlando Pride and Kansas City Current. This one kicking off on Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. This one a little bit maybe different energy from the first two matches that we were talking about and making some predictions. Lisa, when we're looking at these two teams, these are going to be two squads that are hanging out bottom half of the table. There's some separation between them in the standings, right? With, with the current currently claiming yeah. the, the, the bottom of, of the table with, with 12th place. But I'm curious if this is a game that both teams are looking at as an opportunity, because we're looking at two teams that have shown us some promise, but have hit some skids right now, kind of in this particular phase of the season. Is this the game that either one of them want to take a look at and say, let's kickstart ourselves back yeah. into gear? One, and which one is them. it? Which both, one is think, it? Though? Honestly, I think both of them have to have that mentality of, hey, this is where we turn a page. This is an opportunity to pick up points, to get on the right side of things. Um, it, it With Orlando not having Marta, 
um, which of course we're doing this before availability reports. We're not sure what's going to happen. That's tough. It's really tough for Orlando without Marta. They need that leadership. They need her her veteran ability on the pitch um, because they're coming off a bit of a beating, 3-0 to North Carolina. It, it, the Courage handing this game to Orlando, it, it was tough. And at, at, for Kansas City, they're coming off their second straight loss as well. And this was a high-scoring one, 3-2 to Washington Spirit. Uh, there were a lot of positives for Kansas City in this game, right? In their ability to play, they scored early. Michelle Cooper, the number two draft pick, getting her first goal in the opening minute of this game, the fastest goal, breaking a record there for Cooper. Um, and then they draw a penalty kick. Dabinia is able to finish that one, and they go up 2 nothing, But they can't hold on to it. They, they struggle to hold on to that momentum against uh, the number one team in Washington spirit. But still, once you go up to nothing, I mean, it's the most dangerous scoreline. You've got to yeah. be able to hold on a little bit. You have to be able to mentally shift so you can lock down defensively. Um, Kansas City hasn't won on the road yet this year. They are traveling to Exploria Stadium. There is something to be said about being on the road and and having it be really difficult to pick up points. And I just don't think they're going to be able to snap that this week. As you mentioned, I mean, it, it's a bit of a streak for these teams to, to now be able to turn the page, get on the right side of history. And I think for Orlando, now's the time for Seb Hines, even without Marta, if she's not available to play, to pick up points against Kansas City. Um I think they're going to split the regular season games because the first meeting, it was 2-0 to Kansas City. They got the win. That was their first regular season win yep. all year. It was Dabinia goal, CC Kaiser goal. That was right after Matt Potter was released from Kansas City. Uh, but the dust has settled with the current, and I think Orlando is going to pick up points at home, get all three of them in this win. I think something that we've seen from Orlando, which you know, I don't know if, if this is something that really peaks – you know, the, the interest of folks, but this concept of making sure that playing at home actually has a home field advantage. Yeah. And that comes a lot of times that's tied to wins. It's tied to results specifically. And I think if you, you know, if we look at some prior seasons for Orlando that maybe you don't connect those two dots together, mm -hmm. but there's something about this season where it sort of feels like they have kind of figured that out where they bought where they've like bought into that where this where this team goes out there and they're like we are going to make oppositions come into this facility play us on the road and have it be a difficult day at the office no matter the result but they've gotten wins I mean we're, we have to reference that win against Portland that they got I'd be it's massive for a team like that. If, if anything, that was a win that I was looking for them to build off of, but then they suffer that big loss against North Carolina courage. So now here they are with an opportunity back at home against the current. And I'm with you. I think they're going to get it. I think this, yes. is, this is going to be one of those games where both teams are going to be motivated by the fact that they are bottom half table teams and they want to try to, steal points off of the other in an effort to to make sure they are in it during a long regular season. But with some of the players who have been named to, you know, provisional rosters or hopefuls that we know are still trying to, to crack through on national team rosters, I can't help but wonder if this game is going to come down to Brazilian excellence or, <laughs> you know, is this going to be the game where Dabinia just takes over? Is this going to be a game where we see um, Adriana remind everyone that she is one of the more underrated, probably off season signings for a club? I'm hopeful for it. I'm with you, though, that I think some of it will come in, come down to Marta's availability. We see what this team looks like when she is available for them and on the pitch versus when she is not. And it's clear that they're much better when she's there for them. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to sort of see um, how they will build off, if they will lean more into uh, the fact that they are in home, that they do have that advantage because Orlando – and the conditions is that they've made it not an easy place to play, but yep. if they show that they are the ones to play through those, you know, maybe not as ideal kind of weather conditions that they're the ones who will come out with the results. So I'm, I'm excited to see what Seb Hines is game plan for this one against Kansas city current. And um, I think the coaching staff might look at this as an opportunity. That I think they're going to try to capitalize. Yeah. On. And sometimes when we do our picks, like I I've been doing the show with you for what nearly two years or two and a half years. Um, I know, 
know what you're going to pick. I know like uh, which way you lean. I really thought you were going to go KC on this one. I'm so happy that we're both Orlando. Um, I, I do. I, I, really, I really think Seb Hines is going to pull it out. And, and as you mentioned, the Brazilian power, Adriana, yeah. I think it's going to be good things. I just don't think KC has it right now. I, I, will, I will say this. Maybe getting out of Kansas City and going on the road might benefit Kansas City at this they point. They haven't won. They haven't won they on have, the road they, yet. Have, they haven't won on the road, but I think those are things that teams find motivation in. And let's not act like they're not getting those regular pieces back on the pitch. This is true. Looks like I'm talking about how Martha is that player who's different, who makes Orlando look different. I really do believe that Morgan Gutra's return is going to make Kansas City look completely different. So as that player continues to get extended minutes and plays a role, if her availability is strong for this weekend for Kansas City, it might be dangerous. It might be a long day at the office for You think for we Orlando. get a start? You think we get a start from Gutral if she's I'm I, I'm not too sure. Hopefully. I hope so. Yeah. I, I think I think if if Kansas City starts producing more games where they have that trifecta of Dabinia, Gutral and Di Bernardo, they will continue to be a tough, tough team Fire. To that's a oh, fire midfield right there. That's, so those that's, are things to look out for, for sure, yeah. I think, in this game. Who's that's available? Field that we were so excited for in the offseason when all three of those free agents signed with Kansas City. That's what we've been waiting for, and we haven't seen it yet. That's why, like, we've got to get that. I, yeah. I agree. Bringing Charles is going to be a game changer for this midfield, yeah. for sure. Yeah. We got, we got like, I think a little <laughs> – and I think that's why folks are kind of, like, maybe not sold on it yet because we got, like, the slightest of glimpses of it in yeah, that last that match, just, but they, they ended up dropping you know. the match. You know, yeah, no, that's not enough. I, we, I'm talking, like, extended minutes yeah. of that trio um, yeah. because that's what we haven't seen. Enough for them to implement their game on to opposition and, and to control spells of the game. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a couple minutes. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm I'm excited for this one. We'll see. We'll see what what comes out of it between these two sides. We've got two other teams who are still on the hunt for for points and want to make sure that they break through. I think if you're Houston, you're on the outside looking in and you want to get a win and crack through the upper half. And if you're Angel City, you want to build off the momentum. So let's make a pick in Angel City versus Houston Dash. Angel City with a big win over their rivals on the road. At San Diego, massive. We we all bear witness to an excellent match. Absolute scenes on CBS. A two-one victory for Angel City and Houston, hanging around, perhaps trying to find the right time to peak, and then eventually go ahead and make their statement game. Quick pick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I like this matchup. Um, of, as you mentioned, Angel City's at home. Um, that That's a big win they're coming off of. Can they ride that momentum, right? They, they got their new head coach or new interim head coach stepping into the reins. I think that it gives a little bit of a, a shakeup to the team. Now, how long does that shakeup last? I think going up against your rivals, um, playing against San Diego, that's where you really see that shift. Can they keep it going throughout Houston? Um, Houston's a good team. Houston is a very good team, especially defensively. They're coming off that nil-nil draw with OL Reign. They're undefeated in their last four, uh, but they haven't picked up more than a point in their last two games, coming off back-to-back -back draws. They're also without Natalie Jacobs. Uh, Jacobs received a red card in the game against Noel Reigns, so she'll be serving her game suspension against Angel City. So we're going to see center back rotation. So although Houston has been so defensively sound, Natalie Jacobs is a part of that puzzle and why they've been so sound. Now uh, they're without Jacobs. Who are we going to see slotted into that back line? We don't have availability reports. We've seen Ali Prysock slot into that role before. I think we could see maybe Havana Salone slot into okay. that spot or, or help out with Katie Lind in the back line a little bit. Um, it's going to be difficult. I think Jean Campbell is going to be put under a little bit more pressure against this Angel City squad and, and the players that they've got coming back for them. Um, uh, do we see extended minutes from Julie Ertz and Alyssa Thompson at, at this point, knowing that they're going to the World Cup? Do you just kind of hold off? I think that with other U.S. players, we can say, nope, they're going to get long extended minutes. I'm looking at a Rodman, Sanchez, Kingsbury, uh, uh, the Washington players. I think they're going to play full minutes. But when I look at Angel City, I'm not so sure about someone like Julie Ertz. 
I, I'm really not. She's coming off yeah. back-to-back 90-minute games for Angel City. She made the World Cup roster. Yeah. She had this tremendous comeback. I don't know if you you risk it in a game like this. And if Julie Ertz isn't in the mix, I think it gives Houston the advantage over, over this side. Look, I, I think that's a valid point. I don't think it's an unfair uh, take to have, you know, for, for Angel City going into this game. Um, e- even without that, even with the question marks around uh, availability for um, Ertz or Thompson in a game like this, I still think I go Houston in this game. Yeah. I, I'm I don't know if um I don't know if the win that Angel City got against San Diego is enough to kind of kickstart a season for them or shake off all that they have been through for this first half of the season. It's so been it's been tough. It's it's been a grind for them already. And just sort of hearing just sort of hearing from players post game out of that Angel City match in terms of the grind that it was and how they felt mm-hmm. that week leading up to a rivalry game was the most intense training that they've ever had. It showed in the game. You know, this is an Angel City team that we have seen, you know, kind of lose something down the stretch of games. I, agree. I don't know if it was like, you know, fatigue or, or fitness or, or, or but but that didn't happen in the game against San Diego. If anything, they had reserved enough in the tank to turn that game around completely and get the win. So I think they'll still, you know, have the motivation and and momentum off of that win. But I think they're going up against a team that also has kind of the same motivation and mentals going into a game like this. And they are much closer to finding a breakthrough into that upper half than Angel City is. And I think even even if it's limited minutes with Ertz, even if it's limited minutes with Thompson, I think there's enough here for Houston to game plan and isolate some players or make them a non-factor for them to pull off. I mean, if Ebony Salmon is comes to play in LA, like game over. I, I'm with you though. I'm I'm giving Houston the nod on this one, but I think it's it, if Angel City somehow pieces together moments of the game out of sheer sheer will, right? Out of sheer like that's what it's going to come down to tactically and on paper. Yeah, Houston's going to get this win, but when you look at Angel City and everything that they've been through and and their coaching changes, and now they've got World Cup rosters out and they get to host at home on on a Sunday afternoon to play this game um i could see like it being one of those games where you're like who the heck would have thought that angel city pulled it out but they did because of all the off-field factors and and capitalizing on random mistakes forcing own goals you know whatever it may be that that are like the quirky things that happen in the world of football that's how i could see this game going in angel city's favor uh, frankly, it's going to be unlucky for Houston and really lucky yeah. for Angel City. But I'm I'm going to stick with Houston um, because I just I can't put I can't put the odds of this in, in the <laughs> and luck. I got to go with the football stats on this one. You got to see what's in front of you and make that pick. And we've got two more to make. There's two more games that we got to run down and get through. So make sure you all stick with us after a quick break. All right, welcome back. Let's close it out with our final two picks. We've got couple clubs here that might want to get some points before <laughs> the season gets uh, a little bit deeper. And we've got two teams who are really in some sharp form. Let's start there. North Carolina Courage versus Racing Louisville. This one kicking off Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you tune in and watch because, Lisa, for me, this is a game that I'm really excited about. I know we kicked off the top of the episode with uh, top table teams going head to head, perhaps a postseason preview. But this game right here, I just like the form that these two clubs are in. And I'm very curious about the makings of it and if there is an actual winner and a loser for you. In this game, we've got Savannah DeMello, who will be headed off to her first ever World Cup with the U.S. national team. Casey Murphy, named to the roster as a goalkeeper for North Carolina Courage. Uh, I would imagine that these two players get minutes 
in this game yeah. just because of um, we were talking about it, Lisa. We were talking about during the roster reveal that there are certain players on that U.S. roster who will play specific roles. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's unclear at this moment what type of minutes Murphy and or DeMello could see exactly. in the World Cup. So maybe this is the game where they yeah. make sure they close it out. Yeah, 100%. Savannah DeMello is going to be flying for Racing Louisville this game. This is a player that um, with the U- getting called up to this U.S. World Cup roster without having a cap to her name, um, the, the praise that she got yesterday on social media from teammates, from uh, – opponents from other colleagues around the women's soccer space that she has played with, whether it was collegiately or growing up or played against in the NWSL was all positive praise from her. Like she must've gone to bed last night with the biggest smile on her face. I hope she didn't read any of the hater mail. There's always haters out there, Savannah, but don't read it. She's going to be flying this weekend with confidence, with, um, Everything she's done so far with Racing Louisville, right? She's got the support of every single one of her teammates and her coaching staff in Louisville. And this is a team for Racing Louisville that I think can just continue to to go on a little bit of a run. Now, they're they're traveling to North Carolina, um, and this is a team, two teams that just played against each other. It was a 2-1 win to North Carolina at the end of May, uh, where North Carolina went up early, two goals, and, and Louisville comes back with a Jordan Baggett goal in the 88th minute. But Louisville in that game, the stat-wise, they outshot outshot North Carolina 17 to 13 and shots on target six to five. So this was at the start of racing Louisville's build up to getting more consistent with Savannah DeVello in the midfield and, and Jalen Howell and, and the mesh of the players coming together. And that's when Louisville really started to go on their run. Now, North Carolina is coming off of two really big scoreline games, their second straight win three, nothing and five, nothing two shutouts, Eight goals in two games. I mean, North Carolina and Caroline, Caroline, frankly, is hot. I think she cools off. So for me, I'm giving this one to Savannah DeMello, uh, Racing Louisville, go big perp in this one. I I think Caroline cools off a tiny bit in this game. You know what? I I hear you on that. I don't think that's unfair to say. I I would even venture to say that Caroline, it's not so much that she cools off. I think that she goes up against... Uh, Abby Ersek. I think that she gets, you know, reintroduced to Jalen Howell. Like there's, there's, you, there's footage. There's two weeks of, of Caroline being an absolute menace yeah. on the pitch, driving I mean, uh, defending exactly. players. Yeah. Driving defending players, just wild, right? Outrageous stuff. It's, it's been a real treat to, to, to watch and, and, and critique and take a look at uh, watching it up close. I went to that, that five spot, that, that five goal blowout where she got the hat trick against Chicago. It's just, it's remarkable what she's doing on the pitch, but for racing, they're putting things together as well. I, I look at this team and when we were previewing this match, uh, or the, the previous match against yeah. Gotham, I said, you know what? Racing is good. They have good players. They go out there and they have fun. And because of that, they're always a treat to watch. But I need them to get a win, and I need them to get a win against a top-table team. They've yep. shown they can hang around and hold their weight and pull their weight against those sort of contending teams, but they had yet to get an actual win, a full 90-minute performance with three points, and then it finally happened against Gotham. So I'm happy for that because I chose them in that game to pick the win. I'm thrilled for that, that they proved me right. But I don't know if they do it against this North Carolina Courage side. I'm going to break it. I had to break it eventually. I'm going to go North Carolina Courage in this one. We're talking about advantages. I really do think North Carolina, yeah. uh, Wake Med is, has become one of those places that has kind of become a little bit of an advantage for um, for North Carolina. Abby Erseg is no stranger to, to going up against Caroline, but we could see Caroline cause enough chaos that she doesn't even actually have to score. She can exactly. force an own goal. So I'm, I'm, I like the way this courage team has played. They have clearly been bought in since week one. Impressive. They want to keep the ball. 
They want to retain the ball. And they have shown that now that they are going to keep the ball, that they're going to figure out a way to do something with it. So I think that racing hits a little bit of a bump. I think that we see some good individual performances from players uh, from, from, you know, out of Louisville. But I think Carolina has the tactics and the game plan to go ahead and pull off the win. And I think they're going to get it. Well, our our streak had to come to an end at some point. We had gone five for or four for four on the same picks, and it just would have been a a weird Twilight Zone yeah. weekend if we, if we had all the same picks. So, I respect it. I get it with North Carolina, as you talked about playing at, at home for North Carolina has become a fortress for them. Um, they're really bought in to what they want to do. They had to shift up some uh, different priorities at the start of this season, losing Dabinia in the midfield. And they finally hit a groove about where they're going to go. But I'm sticking with Racing Louisville. I've it. got all my eggs in the Savannah DeMello basket. I, I think this player is just to the moon, right? Like, I, I love it. I love watching her play. I'm excited about it. Yeah, tune into this one for sure if y'all have the time. Last one for us to close out the episode. We're going to make a pick between Gotham FC and Chicago Red Stars. This one's going to close out things on Sunday. It's kicking off at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. Gotham falling a little bit from grace a little bit for the month of June, Lisa. That's something that we have had to note uh, in, in your absence. Jordan and I were making these previews and these recaps, and they've cooled off in June. Yeah, they absolutely they stole our hearts in May and owned the month of May, but they've hit a little bit of some hiccups along the way this month. They are searching for a win in, in four games. They haven't had, they're on a winless streak at this moment, uh, winless in four games. Uh, is this the match that they look at and say, Chicago red stars, let's eat and go out there and get a win. Is this the one for you? Was this an easy pick to make for you? Um, yeah, I, I think uh, this game is going to be difficult on on a little bit of fronts. As you mentioned, right, Gotham's, they've hit uh, a skid in their form. They haven't won in four games. They've come off a tough 2-0 loss to Louisville last week. Um, and, and their goal production is has been limited 100%. Just two goals in their last four games, and one of those being a penalty kick, which yeah. penalty kick is still a goal, not, not hitting it at all, but – it's not a run of play goal, which is what we were used to seeing from Gotham throughout May. Um, for me, Gotham bounces back. They pick up points. They get this win. I think when we're talking about World Cup rosters and who's going, Gotham got a little bit of I'm gonna I'm gonna call it out special treatment yesterday with the roster drop because they're based in New York. They got to go on Good Morning America, and it was Christy Ewis and Kelly O'Hara and Lynn Williams getting shout outs before the roster even came out. They got to hold up their jerseys. A little bit of special treatment for them being in New York, and I think that's what they won. I mean. I'm a Philly gal. New York people are, that's what they want. They want the spot, the shine and the spotlight. And, oh, we're going to sign contract extensions at the top of the We're Tower. getting regional with it. Come we're getting regional now. here. Because of that, <laughs> I'm going to give it to Gotham because they've got, they've got the, this like spotlight on them right now. And these players are ready to go. I think Lynn Williams is one that, has has talked about how she worked so hard to get back to this World Cup roster and get back on this national team after injuries. And she still doesn't feel like she's there. Like she's like, I can, I can be better. I can be more consistent. I can prove myself. And I think that the mentality that we've seen from Williams over the last several months and the last year of getting back into her play and back into form has been the level up mentality. And and not that I don't want to say nothing's good enough, but that she can always get better and what can she can prove on and, and not getting complacent. And I think that this type of game is one that we could see Lynn Williams bounce back and say, you know what? I, I, at this point, she's made the World Cup roster. She wants to be a starter when she's in the Southern Hemisphere. She, she's she got to score some goals um, and she's got to get on the board. I think Christy Mewis is also one that's been pretty stoked to make her first World Cup roster um, at, at the age that she is and at the point in the career that she is that – I think she's going to want to come out and prove. Um, and Chicago just, uh, they fight, they've been fighting in their recent games, but I don't think they pick up the points, and I'm giving it to the New Jersey, New York side. Listen, I think that's a smart, logical, common sense pick to make in this matchup. Look, I got to, <laughs> no, no, I got to, I, look, I got to hop in on, on the media availability with, with Juan Carlos Amoros, and, you know, he, he, 
said in regards to this match and and the players who will um, eventually depart on the team and then head off to national team camps that they want to send them off with that feeling of a win, with the feeling mm-hmm. of obtaining three points. They think it's important. They've been they've been winless, like I said, in in, in four games. So they <laughs> they're looking for that taste again. It's 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 gone missing for for this team, and uh, I I have no doubt that. They're going to be motivated motivated by that in a number of ways. Um, this is a team that they've already got a win against on the road when they uh, faced Chicago out in the SeatGeek Stadium. Um, but it was also a, a game in which Chicago had a response and kind of quelled some of what Gotham was trying to produce. They, it wasn't enough to eventually come back and get a win, but it definitely was a tale of two halves. And you know what? All logic and common sense probably means that Gotham is going to go into this uh-huh. match and walk away with three points, but it's my birthday. I'm not going to have any common sense. And you know what I want for my birthday? I want a Chicago Red Stars dub. So I'm going to go with the Chicago Red Stars, not for a prediction, but just for a birthday. <laughs> that is the quote of the episode. It's my birthday. I don't want any common sense. Amazing. Um, I, I like where you're going with it. You got to stick with the hometown team on your birthday. Maybe we'll see. you'll get some we'll, birthday goals from the Red Stars too. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You know, I, I know there are, we've talked a lot about players who have been named to, to the roster and, and how they're going to want to have strong performances and strong games to go off of. Um, and we've seen uh, Alyssa Nayer kind of absorb, mm-hmm. you know, a game that comes to her. I think we saw that against uh, that Orlando Pride team where they where she in the back line faced a lot of attack and uh you know you hit it right on the head lisa you know lynn williams is going to be on the hunt but i yeah. think a listener is going to want a strong game to to exit uh on that match as well and uh, i'm sure her teammates are going to want to make sure that they send her off uh you know totally. in, in, in strong form so i'm i'm very excited for for this matchup and uh we'll, we'll of course have the recap and talk all about this and see where our picks lied and if we were correct but uh for me no common sense, just birthday vibes. Let's go. That's a wrap for us on A3. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on Attacking Third, listening to us. Download, follow, listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. You can watch us too. Subscribe to us on YouTube to get alerts for whenever we go live at youtube.com slash attacking third. We'll be back with a recap on Sunday night, so make sure you stay tuned. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Carlin, this was Attacking Third. 